go online. It is a hundred pages, but you can skim through it pretty quick. Um, you will see that everybody out there gets a little bit of something. And I thought that that was an important value for me this year because I didn't want everyone to feel in this very, very tense time, like half the organization and the community is left out. Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet, WFPR.FM and in the FM local dial in your car at your home, 102.9. Here today with another Talk Franklin session with our town administrator, Jamie Helen. Jamie, how are you doing today? Phenomenal, Steve. Hope you're doing well, too. Uh, you know, this is there's just so much going on. I'm having fun just trying to keep up with it all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry about, you know, excitement and variety. It's it's there. I can't avoid it. It's our playoff run in local government. You know, the spring is when all the busy stuff comes up and uh, everybody wants to be outside and um, yep. the, the buzz is getting stopping. a little better. It's a beautiful, sunny day today. And um, yep. Buds are you know, starting I, to bloom. Trees are filling out. <laughs> Festivals are starting to get planned. Arts mm -hmm. events are getting applied for. Farmers markets getting set up. And Earth Day um, spends a weekend here in Franklin. How about that? Now, by the time this gets out, unfortunately, it'll be behind us. But I yeah. mean, to a certain extent, Earth Day should be every day anyway. But we are at least as a community spending two days doing it. Great job by Ryan and, and the Conservation Commission, Alan Earls. I mean, I could go down the list of all the people in town that have organized great Earth Day events. I agree with you, Steve. It's every day. And, you know, while you may not have to go out and collect a bag of trash off the side of the road or specifically nip bottles, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think the um, – and I try to go through this too, you know um, – you know, every day, one little thing, like even emptying out the little can I have for the composting pile. Right. Right. Um, you know, um, you know, yeah, recycling and different things. But did I need to take that trip? Do I need to buy that thing? Do I need to do this? Is this the impact? Maybe mm -hmm. I can shut down the computer, electricity, turning off lights, you know, all these little things add up. Yeah. And taking I think a walk you, instead of taking the car. And I've take done a walk that occasionally. Well, I just saw you walking down King Street yesterday. With your <laughs> iPhones on. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's it's just about trying to have your head like uh the old baseball metaphor. Yeah. Keep your head in the game. Yeah. And I think I have found out at this point in my life, and Steve, you may be able to say the same thing, that you know, the Herculean legislative approach that sometimes people take is one that oftentimes gets mired in decades of debate. Mm -hmm. But on an individual basis, um, you know, every family, every individual should just try to think about one or two little minor decisions they make every day that might yes. make an impact. Yep. I think sometimes it, a little bit gets a little too preachy, you know, or sometimes there's shaming involved of like, why don't you buy an electric vehicle? Why don't you have this on your house? Why don't you have mm -hmm. solar panels? I think we're missing the mark on that type of stuff. Like those are important, right? We can educate, we can try to help people connect the dots, mm -hmm. but even making those little decisions, like one of the things recently that's kind of been in my mind is really about the consumption of electricity, particularly with like the crypto issue, right? Yes. You know, this kind of critique of 
you know, this currency that we're manufacturing that's actually worse for greenhouse gases than just about everything else other than methane, right? The car is part of the enemy, but the car is also critical to commerce, like the internet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, kind of like what's the volume of electricity being used? That's not very green, right? No. no. Um, and so shutting off the lights, I don't turn on my lights in my house, my wife and I, until really it's like dark, you know, mm-hmm. and just trying to, by the way, you save money by doing that too as a household, yes. Yes. but um, but it's also good for the grid, right? Yeah. And so there are a lot of little things that people can do. As you know, Franklin recycling rates are legendary and award-winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the town does a really, really great job on that stuff. And clean um, recycling too. <laughs> and clean recycling. And despite clean the trash. complaining that we get about water bans, mm-hmm. the actual factual truth is, is that the DPW has won numerous water conservation awards because the citizens actually listen to it. Right. You hear from the 5% of the complainers who are upset about their lawn, but the reality is, is Franklin citizens shut off the faucet. They mm-hmm. they just do. They do a great, great job on that. And think about that for Earth Day. So Earth Day can be a lot of things to a lot of different people. And I agree with you, every day is Earth Day. But it's a great reminder every year to have these kind of things and um, and put the environment back on the front burner uh, from all these other issues that were consume our life all, all the time. Right, right. And that is two, you know, two ad points to add to that to reinforce and help people lose awareness if they're not aware. So we, I did a couple of things with Brekelai Goodlander, our conservation agent. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'll give her a kudos there. She's also participated in uh, making sense of climate, mm-hmm. helping Steve understand climate. <laughs> We've got a series <laughs> of discussions. And one of our discussions coming up is with Dave Rittenhouse, who I think stood up at the town council and asked for some support for that website, which to your point, helps should help people take little choices in terms of how do we address, how do I do one thing today to help us prepare for, you know, a greener world, more sustainable world, et cetera. That, that info is coming, uh, let people be more aware of it. It's a separate issue as to whether we can afford the thousand dollars worth of the budget or not. <laughs> but there's, there's conversations happening and there's yeah. good things happening. And that that's all, that's all well and good. Um, yep. As well as at the end of the month, and I think you're aware, uh, April 29th is also going to be a favorite poem day. So uh, any number of people can come and read their favorite poem. And it may be about climate, it may be about anything, but ha- have some conversations in some other format about some other topic, perhaps, than <laughs> budget, which we'll be spending some time on here. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a lot for a couple months, but... Yeah, and those I think help us gain a broader understanding of one another, right? Which, right, um, especially in person, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's harder to do over a computer. But, um, but I agree with you on that. Yeah. So, budget. You did release this massive the the bu- first budget doc is 120 something pages. The sleeping aid. Get- <laughs> and you've got multiple other links with the details for the people who really want to go the deep dives. But yeah. obviously you've put forward a balanced budget because by law you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's already some discussions around, <laughs> well, uh, we should do more here or there, et cetera. But that's part of the conversation, right? It is part of the conversation. I think what the budget represents is not only a a, a balanced budget, like you said, but more importantly, I think everybody gets something, 
we've heard at council meetings, school committee meetings, public forums, Franklin for Alls, Facebook, social media, in-person forums, um, senior center office hours. Uh, I, in the post-pandemic world, if you will, as we've kind of climbed out of it, um, you know, we've heard a lot of things from people, right? We've heard, um, you know, uh, a lot of wish lists. And I think last year at the budget hearing a year ago, I said this, if you go back and watch the tape, there was actually very little discussion about the budget, the town administrator's budget. Mm-hmm. Okay. What the conversation mainly revolved around, if you go back a year ago and if folks listen to the tape, was actually about a pontification and it was almost like a community charrette of a laundry list of ideas and other things of what I commonly refrain to as the way life should be. Hmm. Um, in the sense that we should be fixing sidewalks every 10 years and make sure they're all maintained. And there are citizens asking for sidewalks all over the place. And that's true. Um, we are hearing about net zero goals and how we have to go harder and more and faster. We're hearing about arts directors, right? We need a, a director of public art and cultural initiatives to help spur the economy in Franklin of this kind of untapped source of potential business development. We've heard um, arguments from the school district about, you know, where they're falling behind and where teacher pay is and where expenses are. And um, I warned everybody last year. I warned everyone numerous times in my mm-hmm. boring memos. Right. Um, I warned everybody about inflation. And I said, do not bank on inflation the way you see it in your life. It takes a long time to settle into the local government. Mm-hmm. And it takes even longer to get out. Okay. And so when we talk about the wish list of things that we want with electric vehicles and we want to invest in this, and then we get to the capital subcommittee and Councillor Pellegri and Councillor Cormier Ledger and many others, you know, said, geez, why are we not on an annual basis buying the gear that our police and fire in schools need for curriculum? Excellent. It's an excellent request, right? I mean, I think on the mm-hmm. surface, you know, if you took a poll of people, they would say, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Why are we not buying our firefighters and our teachers what they need? In a perfect expenses? world, we would also have a capital budget line item as opposed to using free cash. But free cash is what we have today. So, uh, Yeah. And I think last year, I think I might have said something and I forget the exact number, but I said you with the wish list of items that everybody said they want. I said, you you know, the hundred and forty million dollar a year budget just went up to about two hundred and forty million. Yeah. Right. And and it was no joke. I was writing on a piece of paper mm-hmm. the list, adding up the estimated costs to fix all these problems. Now, right. obviously, most of that money was about infrastructure. Um, but I think it speaks to the inflation problem. Okay. Meaning after the pandemic, we've created our own inflationary issue in our society. People need more money, personnel things. I mean, I, w- I could go on and on about mm-hmm. not just teachers, not just firefighters, but private sector employees. There's a lot of movement around in order to get great staff. You got to hire people at a high rate. That drives mm-hmm. up the cost, right? Yep. And so you're seeing products go up, right? Eggs, milk, all the regular basics, right? Gas. Gas. <laughs> um, and, I, and, and so I, I, I think in some ways we're almost creating our own problem. Because the public is really venting a lot of this stuff that should be, 
to a lot of our elected officials, to my office, to the superintendent's office, all of our town staff. And the town staff have been in a position of having to say no way more frequently. Mm-hmm. And so what I went into this year's budget to do was to really say, okay, we have this huge list of items, right? Um, and I forgot the senior center, right? The van driver and the van yeah. has been yeah. on the list for yeah. a decade, right? Um, yeah. Roads, all these different things. And um, and so I said, you know what? I can't, I, can't, I have to go in with not only a balanced budget, but a balanced approach to actually saying to the entire community, we've got to make some strategic investments in areas across the board. Mm-hmm. And the budget narrative for people that are wondering, you go online, it is a hundred pages, but you can skim through it pretty quick. Yep. Um, you will see that everybody out there gets a little bit of something. And I thought that that was an important value for me this year because I didn't want everyone to feel in this very, very tense time, like half the organization and the community is left out. Right. And to me, that's a more polarizing conversation where someone feels like they wanted to have this program or this, like take the van at the senior center for a great example. Right. Um, You know, making an investment of one hundred thousand dollars in two staff members to administer a van where seniors can take trips, get out, socialize, not be as isolated, but also be able to pick those individuals up who are severely isolated. Correct. We know exactly who they are from the pandemic, from the vaccine distribution and mm-hmm. things. Right. And so why should they get nothing? It doesn't seem fair to me that one entity, not just the schools, by the way, um, get everything. Uh, the firefighters would tell you the same thing. They're going to mm-hmm. come into this year's budget. You'll see the numbers in there. They're going to eclipse 5,000 calls in a year for the first time in the department's history. Um, when we had that cold freeze of the Arctic uh, sure. tundra back in, in February, yeah. Yeah. Um, they were literally out all day, all night for three straight days with all mutual aid coming in and out of Franklin mm-hmm. to keep up with the calls. Sure, They need more staff. Yeah, The police have the same number of people they had in 2000. 23 years later, almost a quarter of a century later, we've added nothing to that department. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense. And recreation, another great example, Ryan and the recreation department are having almost monthly record-breaking receipts mm. for signups of programs. Sure. Right? And so when you look at the totality of what I have to put out, you're seeing this kind of, I think, balanced approach to saying, this is the message to the community, and I think the council and the elected officials on the school committee and the planning board, board of health, et cetera, and the leaders in the community, the stakeholder groups. You know, if you want what people are saying they want through you, the elected representatives, and us as town staff, then you need to start having a conversation about how you're going to solve that mm-hmm. because the wish list is so far greater than what our ability to pay or to do is, both from money as well as staff capacity to do all of this right right capacity we just don't have the bandwidth to be able to handle this and see if you you're an observer that's watched a lot of times what's my number one reason i say i've said for how many years ever since i've been here eight years i've been this is my eighth year and jeff before me what do we always say the tax levy doesn't support what it is your wish list is now i think 10 years ago people said 
oh yeah okay well that makes yeah okay well we don't have the money you know okay well that's why he's saying no mm-hmm. and they went back to their daily routine today though it is so much more difficult and challenging for any elected official or even unelected staff official to tell any citizen no mm-hmm. we just don't have the time and money to do that right and if you want to debate with us well what should we cut in order to do this Mm-hmm. Even that is a really exhausting and lengthy conversation of time we don't have to debate every single dollar that's in no. a $150 million budget. And so I think no. when people look at this and hopefully the listeners pick up on this, you know, this is one thing I think of of the strategy in putting this budget out is also to help wake people up a little bit to the cost of inflation. This is one thing that I feel I've said it several times and I know people are going to characterize me probably forever like this and I don't really (laughs) want it, but I get it. I feel like Al Gore with the inconvenient truth. Right. Right. Here we are with inflation. We've warned people. We've told them about it. Maybe they feel the effects in their family and some people, maybe they don't on others. But when you look at the budget, I know you've read it, Steve, you're looking at a million dollar increase over last year, just on utilities, just on electricity, gas, diesel, fuel, stormwater costs and just the way to keep the buildings up and running Mm -hmm. and lit Mm -hmm. is a million dollars plus over last year that's 35 percent of the new revenue we have just on that issue alone correct okay and so that does not even get to well to mow the lawns when we contract with an organization and we have a new bid we have to put out that cost this year is probably going to go up right mm-hmm. and then i've got to cut something else in the dpw mid year in order to offset it in order to offset it when i say mm-hmm. to people well what are we going to do to make the bills paid by the end of the fiscal year this year i say to people well one thing is we may not water the lawn mm. that usually saves a couple hundred thousand dollars sure so you <laughs> these decisions are things that people are going to have to get engaged with they're going to have to have i think hopefully an open mind to and realize that the PD, the schools, the senior center, the library, you know, the rec department, no matter where you want to go, we are all feeling the effects of inflation right now. And I don't see any prospective hope that somehow inflation is going to cool very quickly. I think people think sometimes that maybe it's a it's an Amazon Prime subscription. I can add it to cart, mm-hmm. check out, and get it delivered overnight. Mm-hmm. That somehow if I want inflation to go away, I can just do that and just add to cart, buy it, and it'll deliver it to my house in a day. Right. That ain't the way this is going to roll, folks. It's no. going to no. take years for this to cool down, and the conversation in the community has to come back together to a one Franklin narrative where we're all really communicating and working together and understanding where are some of our weaknesses and liabilities are and some of where we need to strategize for the future. Agreed. That that critical and civil conversation, which we've talked about many, <laughs> yeah. many times, clearly needs to happen and people can moan and groan, et cetera. And we need to have the conversation because it, we just can't always acknowledge to your point and just say no and just say no don't bring me a problem bring me a solution was another Mm -hmm. line that i heard many times in the office environment but even if we can't come up with a solution we at least have to be willing to your point to listen and explore 
because maybe in the combination of your conversation, my conversation, Jane, Tom, Dick, Harry, et cetera, we can come up with a solution together. It may take all of us to do that. And that is going to be better prepared, prepared, <laughs> better preparation for us than, <laughs> you know, just, you know, flailing. Because yeah. flailing is not going to get us anywhere. So for folks that are out there listening to this, mark your calendars. May 8th is the start of the finance committee hearings. You can go on the town budget, franklinma.gov website, mm-hmm. and the budget stuff is all there. If you can't find it, there's a bigger problem. Um, and May 8th is when the finance committee hearings start. May 10th will be the all public the school schools. district, yep. Tri-County and Norfolk Aggie. And then the final recommendations in public safety will be on Thursday, May 11th. And then the town council will be on the 24th and 25th of May, traditionally. Mm-hmm. And regardless of how all that comes out, the truth of the matter is, is there's no way we have enough to pay for everything that everything wants. It's not even... And Steve, I say that like most listeners probably say, oh, that makes sense, right? Like, well, of course we don't. But I think what people need to understand is the list of the wish list is not even close, not even, I mean, we're talking tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars away from what people think we could possibly do. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that people should take into those hearings is at a minimum, if this is something of interest to you, listen in. Put the earbuds in while you're washing dishes, doing laundry, putting the kids to bed, whatever. Listen in. Listen to the follow-up. You have them all online. Yep. Franklin TV has them all online. We have the yep. YouTube meeting streaming live yep. and afterwards. Just listen to it like a podcast for a couple hours and gain a little bit of more perspective. Because once we're done with the budget season, you know, at some point, someone's got to start talking to somebody and realize some of those details. So mm-hmm. um, check in on those meetings and... um and, um, you know, uh, I hope people out there that are concerned about these issues, particularly the school department, if 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 one of the listeners out there has been hearing a lot of the narrative on social media, um, I encourage all of you to really tune in more to these decisions because there's a learning curve associated with the dynamics of how budgets work, what those cost drivers are, and not to your point to end on this, Steve, don't just complain about the problem. Listen in and be a part of the solution. It's going to be take the entire community to get through these types of debates. And um, we need your voice. If you're out there listening, uh, those are some dates coming up in the next month or so that are to look forward to. Absolutely. I'll just quickly reinforce. Yes, the FinCom budget hearings are much more detail oriented. You'll truly find out more of the drivers respectfully. The town council simply reads kind of the top line of each of the budget for the departments and puts some items on hold for a further discussion. Exactly how many of those will be, that's open. I don't want to speculate. And then after they answer those questions, then they vote on it. So after right. the 25th, we'll know what where we're going. And oh, by the way, part of the bigger conversation to tie into what we've talked about before, we've got a bunch of other committees between the master plan committee, the Davis-Thayer committee, the police station committee, there's a lot of other stuff that'll help us in master plan in particular. Where do we as a town want to be in the future? Schools have already done that with the kind of the portrait of the graduate. What's the future of Franklin? Because then all of that effectively drives the priorities and comes back to your action items and the budget, right? 
So this is, this is the yep. best time to be involved now because this is critical, literally. no. Particularly if you're a younger family that just purchased a house here in the last 10 years and you have kids in the school district and you're going to live here for 20 or 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. you know, be a part of shaping the future. And if you have an open mind, if you're willing to listen and contribute and take glasses half full, this is definitely the time to get involved. Mm-hmm. Um and so I agree with you. Uh, hopefully people will get involved and um, I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Likewise. And we'll continue to meet on a regular basis and share this. And I appreciate your taking your time today to do this because I think this will help that conversation. The, the insights that we get here, clearly, respectfully, you can't necessarily put in the budget pages because then it would be that much longer <laughs> and mm-hmm. people in respectfully with time are going to deal with what they can and what they de- and how they will. Mm-hmm. So Mm -hmm. Um, the final piece, we'll give them a friendly reminder. We do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin public radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.